0: Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, along with Mark Therese, you can join us also, youtube.com slash Chicago Watch us live streaming. And uh, boy, it's been a great program so far. In the last 20 minutes, we have one of the outstanding priests in Chicago, yep. uh, Father Don Nevins, pastor at St. Agnes of Bohemia Parish in Little Village. Uh, good morning, Don. How are you doing? Good morning.
1: I'm doing fine, Greg. How are you? Good. Now,
0: Don, were you ordained in seventy-four? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. And you know, mm-hmm. Mark, for those watching live stream, Father Nevins looks about fifty years old. And are now you're <laughs> you're no longer playing softball, are you, Don?
1: Uh no. No, I had to give that up a number of years ago. Are yeah. you running at all? Oh yeah, I'm still running.
0: Yeah. And the thing is now and you started at then Niles College. In what year? Eighty one. Eighty one. You arrived in eighty one. I came in eighty five. Mark came in eighty five or eighty six. Eighty five, I think. Eighty five, two. We could have a, a Niles College faculty meeting. Just yeah, like right a little faculty <laughs> meeting here. And this it, was
1: part of the old administrators, yeah. Yeah, this, how about that's, it? <laughs> it? That's exactly
0: right, and it. Uh, and so I know that um, you've done tremendous work in the archdiocese, so which means. You are ordained now forty six years.
1: Uh, yes, mm-hmm.
0: and far from retired. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I'm afraid so. Because <laughs> 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 they talk about the age being seventy I for the seventy eight. mark. A couple of years. ago. I was going to say but, uh, because uh, I'm
0: sixty eight. Yeah. You got to be seventy two.
1: I'm seventy two. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: that you know, going strong, and that uh, you know, you're one, of, you're one of the Chicago's finest. And-
2: well, one of my fond memories uh, is. Don's mom, Rosemary, working in our office. We just had a blast with Father Klein's parents and your mom, and those were just good days. So was Don's they mom working at, at Quigley or at Niles? At Niles. Oh, they the helped. Niles. They helped us do our Niles. mailings, a lot of things. And they, and I remember that okay. what they enjoyed most. We're going for the lunches. Remember that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> going she for used the to lunches. love those.
0: yeah. 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 So. so mom then was in. Yeah, living she's still in,
2: going
1: strong. She's got, still going how strong. How old
0: is Rosemary? Uh, oh no, she's ninety seven.
1: God is your
0: mom ninety seven. Please give her our regards. When did you, when did your mom turn ninety eight?
1: Uh December first.
0: Wow. Oh, God wow. bless mom. And, yep. and so yeah. she and yeah. she was coming from the plains, I think, in those days, to Niles College.
1: Right, right.
0: Amazing. Back to
1: Mount Prospect. We have moved to Mount Prospect by then. Mount yeah. Prospect.
0: Well listen, St. Agnes of Bohemia Catholic Church is holding several street masses through the end of July in an effort to bring the gospel message of peace and hope to the streets of the little village neighborhood. There have already been two street masses so far this month. The next schedule for seven PM, the following locations. Tuesday, July twenty seventh, twenty seven forty four South St. Louis, Thursday, July 29th, ninth, which is this week. 2232 South, St. Louis Avenue. So, uh, Don, tell us about these masses in the neighborhood.
1: Well, uh, I I don't even know how long ago they started. I think it was probably in Father Matt Foley's time. Um, But the idea was uh, we have um, kind of broken the, the parish down into 10 different, we call them sectors and um and it's a we're a neighborhood parish, and so you can do that you know you take a couple of streets and you um, um, have a coordinator for each of the different sectors and um, it started off as something for actually the celebration of our lady Guadalupe hmm. and so each of the different uh sectors would host um every night a rosary um, short prayer uh and maybe a, a little bit of uh camaraderie and refreshments um, as uh, each of the nights of the uh, 12 days leading up to Our Lady Guadalupe. And then what we started was figuring that if we did that in the fall, in the winter, we could actually do it in the summer also, and started with these street masses, as you you see here. So we're right there on the street, we block off the street, um, have the opportunity to just invite people from the area to come out and um, to celebrate mass with us. Um, in the past, what we'd always done, uh, except for last year, obviously we didn't do it at all, but um, up till two years ago, we would go out the night before. We have a little flyer from the parish. We just go knocking on doors, um, inviting people to come to the Mass, and giving them a little information about the parish. And it really became a kind of an evangelization tool where we'd um, invite people to not just come to the Mass, but tell them a little bit more about the parish. We'd always have some announcements at the end. Um, it became a little bit of a recruitment uh, tool for the school. We'd always say something about the, um, uh, about the school. Um, if we had other things going on, we could uh, invite people to those. Even as you see here, for those who are able to see it, uh, it you, you can kind of see that there's people not only bring out their chairs to sit there, but you can't quite see. On the side, there are people sitting on their steps. Uh, um, people would usually bring out some, some water or some food, some chips or something afterwards. And, and just invite people to kind of stay around and talk a little bit. Um, it's a, a great opportunity for people to, on their own blocks to get to know each other a little better, but also for people to extend the, us to extend the invitation again, you know, as, as right now especially. Just people don't even know that they can come back to church without registering. And um, and so it's a good opportunity for us just to invite people to come on Sundays also.
0: What I'm, what I'm noticing, Don, for those who are watching uh, live stream, is— uh, They've actually blocked off the street, and there are to be, it seems like, hundreds of yeah, people huge. at this. There's, we're talking a huge crowd for this particular mass that we're watching right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, been, they're very popular. And um, so what we did this year, because we couldn't do them last year at all, um, mm. we decided we do each of the 10 sectors, as we always do. But then at the end of that, we asked that anyone who wanted to organize a mass on their block could do so. And so when we finished up the 10 regular masses, cause we started about the second week of June usually. Um, and then we have, um, so we put dates out till the end of July. So it was about five extra dates, I think. So sure enough, within a, a week or two, all of those dates were um, uh, filled up. And so people just decided they wanted to organize um, their own block mass. And so we get, you know, that was a nice night. That was, I think, last Thursday. Um, it was a nice night. People were there. Um, and one of the things we do at the end all the time was we invite all the kids that are there to come up and to receive a blessing. Oh, and nice. um, and then I, I think you saw Father Jim doing that um, at the end of Mass there. And sometimes it's like there's going to be 40 kids in front of you, you know, that all they they come from every place. You know, they come from the the people sitting on their stoops, the kids that are riding their bikes around, the kids that are actually paying a little attention at mass. But it's it's just a great opportunity. We pray for their safety, especially uh, during the summer. (laughs) Um, As you know, Little Village has got a little reputation for uh, being rather dangerous. So um, it's it's really a, a time to bless them. Uh, to pray for their protection, to pray that they have a good summer, that they enjoy their summer. We want to want to talk about that violence. Um, but also that they're protected. Um, you know, we're
2: going to take a little break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312 255 Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're talking Father Don Nevins, Pastor St. Agnes of Bohemia, which I believe is the largest Hispanic parish in our archdiocese. When we come back, Maybe ask, ask Father Don what are some challenges that he sees in the parish uh, as he moves forward, running, running for the running. next for the next ten years. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
3: There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facilities. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700.
2: We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408, or you can go to YouTube.com and see us live, YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treacy. We're with Father Don Nevins, pastor at um, uh, Saint Agnes, Agnes Bohemia. of Bohemia. I know that. I know that. It's a senior <laughs> moment, Agnes of Bohemia. Don, you were speaking before the break. You alluded to the uh, fact that, you know, there are serious issues of violence uh, in the neighborhood uh, of St. Agnes and other neighborhoods in Chicago. Um, Yeah. How how do you handle that as pastor of a faith community?
1: You know, um, there's a number of things we uh, we try to do. Um, And one of the things is really starting to fight, starting with a family. You know, I mean, one of the things when you look at uh, gang violence and um, violence against uh, against children, we really need to start with a family. Um, uh, And so we have um, a couple different.
0: Hello. Have we lost Dan? We lose a signal. Dan. Are you with us, Dan? We're seeing a visual. I'm sorry. Okay, OK, you are. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I think that's on my end. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, what we do is uh, we have a special program for the parents in the religious ed classes. And it it really is meant to, it's not just religious education, it's really kind of strengthening the family. There's a a program called um, uh, Bridges, um, uh, Family Bridges, which we've used the program in Spanish uh, with the parents. And really, is a focus a lot on communication between parents and their kids and strengthening families. Um, we have another group that kind of formed here um, a couple of mothers who had lost children to violence. And uh, they formed a group that's called, they call it Padres Ángeles, um, so um, a- angel parents. Oh, wow. And um, whenever there is any kind of a, a shooting or anything like that involving a, a young person, they... Make it their point to go to to kind of talk to the mother, especially the family. Uh, They'll pray with them. They'll see what kind of help they might be able to offer. Put them in contact with groups that um, might be able to help them with both counseling, but even even burial and things like that. Um, Kind of work with the parishes a little bit on what they might be able to uh, uh, to offer the families, and really look to ways in which we can uh, trying to strengthen some of those family bonds a little bit more because. Um, it, it's one thing to try to walk, work with the, the young people. Um, it's another thing to, to start with their families and see what best we can do. You know, Don, so, I have to ask this question. Um,
0: that, is, and that is, you were raised in a suburb of Des Plaines. I was raised next door in Park Ridge. Mark, you were raised? Uh, St. Clements. St. Paris. Clements, so in the northwest north, side of North Chicago. And, you know, getting up in the morning, going outside and playing, going off to school was never a problem. You just, you know, you know, but in the world of today, in your neighborhood, in many other neighborhoods, that even going to school is an incredible challenge. I know young people sometimes change their route in going to school to avoid certain people or corners. And uh, so what is life like in the lives of young people in your particular neighborhood?
1: You know, one of the things that I noticed early on here when I came was that um, I'll often, I often I try to be outside usually when school gets, uh, gets out at uh, either 2.30 or 3 o'clock, depending on what our schedules have been. And I was always amazed. You're right, Greg. When we were kids, I used to live about oh, a mile and a half from school, I think. I used to ride my bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I got older, I used to ride my bike. When... Um, when I was at Quigley, uh, i take the bus and get off into Splains, and it was even a little farther walk to go home, but I never thought about not walking home or having to have somebody pick me up. I came here, and I saw all of these parents and grandparents out there picking up their kids, and I thought, well, this is really nice, you know, That uh, then I realized part of this is just safety. Um... They want to make sure their kids get home safe and sound. I mean, you see all the cars doubled and almost triple parked out in front of uh, out in front of school as uh, as the day is ending, and it kind of it causes traffic jams and people get mad and trucks can't get through and buses can't get through. But parents are there because they want to make sure their kids are safe. Um, and it's it's sad in a sense for me to look back and say, boy, that wasn't part of my upbringing at That's all. That's right. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a reality, you
0: know? Yeah, and it's even tougher in the high school level because it might be a little bit further away, but now you've got to talk about gangs. And, it, uh, and so in, for maybe just a moment, how do you talk to young people about the gospel when there's so much pressure in neighborhoods, including yours, to join a gang for, quote, safety reasons?
1: You know, um, it really is a a strong attraction to kids. And, Mm -hmm. again, I think one of the things we really need to focus a lot on is that communication between parents and kids, um, that they really do talk to their children, Um, try to um, instill in them, uh, know that they're loved, know that they're appreciated, that they can talk to their folks, uh, that they can talk to their brothers and sisters, that they, they don't have to look to a gang to find some sense of security or some, some sense
0: of belonging. Dan, I hate to cut this off. Really we do. need to bring it to a close. I was running late and realized I did this. Good. Go thank Thank you, way Father Don Nevins, pastor of St. Agnes Bohemia, for joining us. Don, you've been doing a great, marvelous job. Tremendous priest. Special thanks to co-host Mark Tracy. Thank you. To our engineers, producers, Michael May, Brian Hockey, and Brock. To all, God bless. Great week.
2: And Don, Greg would like to join you running